we survived Thanksgiving oh, and yeah, barely. Merry Thanksgiving weekend. That was a close one. So I'm very <laughs> upset. How could you be upset? Because. You had like a spa, four day spa retreat this weekend. Well, because Joe and Cheryl Maggio out of Kansas City. OMG. Have been crowned the Hallmark movie King and Queen. <laughs> What? Mm-hmm. They didn't even contact us. No, we weren't even in the running. What? Yeah. Oh, but they clearly and have never. This, and get this. What? They've been watching these Hallmark movies. They've. I'll give them this. They've never missed one since 2000. Oh, what? dear Lord. <laughs> what? But Joe and Cheryl rate each movie. One is the worst. Five is the best. Yeah, that's oh. what we do. And Joe writes but- down the rationale for the score. Sometimes they reevaluate <laughs> their scores on subsequent viewings. As in like they saw a movie that's worse or they watched it again and it felt worse. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because what I found was, we've talked about this a minute ago, is that the three movies we watched this that we're reviewing today, I watched them in a certain order. Mm-hmm. And based on the first one I watched, the second one I thought was better. But then you're like, what? You watched it in a different order. See, and I watched it in a different order. So I was like, now no. now there's an expectation. But mm. anyway, back to Joe and Cheryl. Mm-hmm. They, they're they so grateful for Christmas in July because they can get caught up in all the old movies and it gives them an opportunity to pick and choose which ones we want to see again. What? And which ones we didn't care for. <laughs> Here's my favorite part. The, Mag- the Maggios have a Hallmark Channel Christmas movies blanket and both have Hallmark Channel socks. A doormat reads, shh, I'm watching Hallmark movies. Come on in anyway. (laughs) Cheryl wears her Hallmark Christmas movie t-shirt sometimes while watching the channel. And the rationale behind that is, it's just like we wear our chief shirts when the Kansas City Chiefs play. Our (laughs) daughter-in-law made us these plaques with the Hallmark crown that says Hallmark movie king and queen. Here's the thing though, you know about the Maggios. They're better people than we are. That's true. (laughs) They're more optimistic. They're probably kinder. Mm Mm-hmm. They see the world in a very positive way. Well, well good for them. Yeah, good for Joe I'm 75, gonna... Cheryl 72. And guess what? Joe does all the work. So Joe, you should come work over at Home for Hallmark because <laughs> I also do all the work. Are you ready? Let's talk about it. Where are we starting? <laughs> I... Oh, aye, mummy. Where are we starting? <laughs> Do you want to start with the... Um, the breathtaking. <laughs> the breathtakingly beautiful. Was someone just vomited CGI snow all over half the movie, the, mo- the whole movie? Christmas at Castle Heart. I was so excited about this I movie. know, this was the one you were looking forward yeah, to. Yeah, because I've been to the UK like five times. Mm-hmm. I love castles. I love all things Well, but that's medieval. because you actually saw a real a castle. A real castle, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen several real castles. I've seen the Disneyland castle. Brooke Bennett goes to Ireland during Christmas time to search for her Irish roots. Mistaken for an elite event planner, she soon hires hired to host an epic Christmas party at a nobleman's castle. It's <laughs> pretty good. Not bad. It evolved. It evolved. It, evolved. Yeah, it got better and better. <laughs> By the end, I was... Sp- Not unlike the Duchess right. in Christmas at Castle Heart. Christmas at Castle Heart uh, stars oh the one and only Lacey Chabert. Who was off her game, man. And Stuart Townsend, quickly. Okay. So so we're introduced to Paige Monahan, yep. who is the caterer, to event the, planner from hell. From hell, but apparently 
Uh, world renowned. Yes, world, world renowned. renowned. We've got Lacey Chabert who plays Brooke and Ali Hardiman who play plays Margot. Yep. And they get fired because because the eclairs suck. Because the eclairs suck, <laughs> they have nothing to do with that. But yeah, okay, they're fired. And her heel breaks. Yeah. And they're running their mouth in the kitchen, and so they go home to their beautiful huge picture window with a, a view of, of Empire State, State Building. Building. Yeah. And they're two waitresses. Right. They'd be living in a shoebox. In Queens yes. or Harlem right. or Brooklyn, like Jackson right. Heights. Right. They're they're not they're not in lower Manhattan. They get fired mm-hmm. and on a whim, well, you know, we do have a little cushion, some extra money from dad when he died. Let's go to Ireland tomorrow. And find our family. Uh, find our Irish roots. And O'Reilly in a haystack. And sure as shit, they go right off to mm. what what town were they in? They were in Glasslock, Glasslock, Glasslock. Ireland. Mm, maybe I don't know. They and they are, they arrive as soon as they arrive. They say we got to go right to the pub. And sure, it's so Irish. Right. They say yeah. And of course, the Earl just happens to be there. Yeah, yeah. Aiden, Aiden uh, Hart, who is right. the Earl of Glasslock. Right. Um, yes. Who's been running away from his life for the last five years to be an architect to the stars. Yes. And has returned home to deal with the finances of the castle that has now been converted into a hotel. And yes. his sister, Siobhan, Siobhan is very yeah. unhappy that he is making this return after she has been left to manage deal the place. Deal with it all by herself. For, yes. The the interior has been totally renovated. Stunning. <laughs> that castle was stunning. <laughs> Those CGI trees and Ooh, wreaths. Oh, Lord. Oh, the CGI, like someone just vomited CGI everything. Mm-hmm. My favorite of the CGI was the horseback oh, riding. Oh, the horseback riding for sure. <laughs> yeah. It looked like it was straight out of like a video terrifying. game. <laughs> like a video game yeah, sequence. Yeah. But anyway, so Margot and Brooke introduce themselves to the gal at the counter. Mm-hmm. And Margot says, we're not from here. We're from New York we're City. New York City. Oh, cool. What do you do? <laughs> We're event planners. So right off the bat, they, they can lie because they're on vacation. They can be anybody they want. Mm-hmm. And Aiden invites them back to Castle Heart for a tour. So the next morning they arrive at the castle mm-hmm. and within minutes they say, we're bored. We've been invited <laughs> to a castle tour and we're bored. So we're going to go down to the local craft bazaar where they bump back into Aiden. Brooke is uh, purchasing, it looked like a little bag of graham crackers. And then she, then they end up in turn giving her like a full gift bag. Um, and now Aiden has offered to give them a private tour ah, yes. of Castle Heart. Yeah, because he has some connections there or something. Sure. No yeah. biggie. No biggie. So the next morning they roll up on their tetanus bicycles. <laughs> Those bikes mm. were corroded and rusted. You just hate old things. You hate my old bike. You hated my old bug. Where, where did they get you those from? Old things. I can't imagine those. No, came, there's no, yeah. there's no way. <laughs> they yeah. went down to the local bike share and that's what they gave them. <laughs> <laughs> the local uh, tourism office. That's the bikes. <laughs> a real rustic uh, experience. Yeah. Brooke has to go tinkle. She's a 12 out of 10. And so she oh. runs down the hall to the left, to the right, to the left, left, left. And here comes Siobhan saying that the party planner has canceled the annual gala, which is the social event of the year. And they are freaking out. And Margot just happens to say, oh, well, we're event planners. Well, because she had told Aiden that at the bar. 
Correct. So right. he's putting the dots together. She's already agreed to uh, take on the job. But she didn't just take on the job. No. She she lied when mm-hmm. Siobhan asked, oh, do you have a website? And she gave her Paige Monahan's name. <laughs> and also, I just want to point out, as somebody who has professionally planned events, mm. I wish it was as easy as just finding a caterer and right. finding a band. Right. And then maybe wrapping a branch or two in some twinkle lights. Which that was really actually quite pretty. The it decorations was, were my favorite part of the, the only part of this movie that I actually really liked were the decorations. Yeah, of the, the scenery. Game. Yeah, it was the beautiful. scenery. But not the CGI crap that they did with Ireland. No. <laughs> um, money is no object. Oh. Aiden has been deployed to be their attaché for any need that they may have planning mm-hmm. this party. Mm-hmm. First up, they're, they have no Christmas decorations. All the Christmas decorations. Party rented out. Camelot party yep. is totally <laughs> sold out for the holiday season. Aiden talks about that traditionally before the castle became a hotel, there was this 12 pubs of Christmas, which sounds like a beer crawl. Sounds like so much fun. Where the locals were able to participate in the festivities. They stumble into some metal maker. <laughs> who's, who stacks a bunch of crab ch- traps on top of each other. And calls it art. And lights it up. Brooke has to convince him, oh yes, Aiden's a very bad man, bad choices, but will you help us out? He brings this atrocious art installation. It's so bad. I don't... Bright on the inside, strong on the out, representing, I don't know. Jess said, Jess said, when he saw that tree, he said, that actually makes me angry. That's what he said. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And he was the director of operations at the the Nevada Museum of Art for a long time. There you go. He knows art. (laughs) So then Margot, again, creating all this chaos. Here comes the Hollywood reporter of the UK looking to do, oh, I heard that Paige Monaghan is planning this party. I would love to do a, a piece on her. Hi, hi, uh, Brooke. Uh, uh, Liz, Liz is here. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, the hornet is in the nest. <laughs> what did she I say? I repeat, the partridge this is, is a, in the, the pear tree. tree. <laughs> and when are you going to be back? <laughs> I've got two lines and then my notes cut off because okay. it, it got to the point it where I, I just It's not couldn't. worth it anymore. Um, <laughs> so they come back. They've now... They've gotten a musician. They've gotten the caterer. Well, who's the musician though? Do oh, you remember that? He's like man. a well. He's like a he's royalty. Oh, in real he's life, he's like a nobleman. No, no, oh. they go. He's like a, like a du- a duke oh, uh, or like a, no. What was he? A baron. He was a baron. Yes. Yeah, which is high ranking. And they go to his house, and he just happens to tickle the ivories now and then. So he sits down and he plays like three bars. And suddenly he's perfectly willing to play for his dinner. Right. Well, there's gonna be a surprise. Come on. <laughs> because barons love to be ambient. Right. It's their favorite fucking thing. Here comes the caterer to get a sneak peek of the kitchen where Brooke sneaks outside with her. And before she can int- be introduced by the caterer, oh, I broke a nail. <laughs> She's just standing there. <laughs> no, I, oh, no, I don't look at it. I gotta go. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's real bad. Oh. <laughs> and that's her way of escaping that time. There's just so much lying in these movies. Right. Oh, so much lying all the time. <laughs> yes. Brooke has at the point where now she's having feelings for Aiden. Um, he's asked her to the town Christmas tree lighting, which the tree in my front room is bigger than the tree <laughs> that they had in that movie. Uh, Brooke asks Aiden to show her a local tourist. Yeah. Wh- what do the tourists always miss kind of right. thing? Yeah. And so he takes her to a dilapidated cathedral, a CGI cathedral um, that has a giant hole in the roof. that's not yeah. even covered. Just, it was just it was destroyed in a Christmas Eve storm. A Christmas Eve storm. Always. So at least one year ago. <laughs> at least, at least. <laughs> that hole's just, just been, been sitting, sitting there <laughs> with a hole. He gets inspired to maybe use his architect skills to bring it bring it back to life. <laughs> and that's when 
That's when Brooke has had it. She she wants to tell Aiden that she's not she Paige. She almost tells her. Right, she almost yeah. does. Yeah. She's, they've put their trust in them. We lied. So she's she goes back to the room and she's she's just packing her stuff and ready to go. You know, here's Margot kind of, it's it's all my fault. And <laughs> don't worry about it. It'll be fine. <laughs> Stop making the face. They can't see. The only person that can see you is me and I'm going to pee myself. <laughs> Stop it. Then... This is my favorite part. Mm -hmm. We go back to New York. Paige Monahan appears to be at a spa. She's in a bathrobe at a she counter. Was, uh, definitely at a spa. Yeah. And, and she the, gets the phone call from, the from Fiona. From oh, is that her name? Fiona? Yeah, the Fiona, the reporter. Okay. Fiona's like one of my favorite names in the entire world. Fiona. Fiona, yeah. the UK living reporter, mm -hmm. says, oh, I've been trying to meet you all week. But she's calling the I keep spa. Missing you. But she's calling the spa in New York. Right. Not her cell phone number. Not, <laughs> no, none of that. A landline. Yeah. <laughs> Total landline. Says, "Oh, I heard you're planning the big gala. Wanted to do a piece on you." And <laughs> I don't think she even says anything. It just goes right to commercial. She just starts growling and drooling. So Aiden frothing at the mouth. Right. Aiden has arranged to have beautiful array of Cinderella ball gowns brought up to the room. Which. A, there was no red dress in that pile. Did you notice that? Blue, white, silver. There was no red dress. Well, of course, they're not going to reveal it. Come on. <laughs> but she ends up sitting there crying into the blue gown. The dress that they did put her in did not disappoint. No. The, the dresses didn't disappoint in these movies. Yeah. Which was not the case last season. Big night of the ball. Oh, they they the caterer, by the way, when she found out that Brooke was lying, said, I'm leaving. You've yeah, got to go out. find. Figure so she out. goes down to the local pub and says, what can you make? You know, fish and chips. With green beans? No. Oh, oh, we'll just call it le blue, 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 blue. <laughs> Nobody will know. Put a little garnish on it. It'll be perfect. <laughs> Brooke is in the clear. She's got the venue. She's got the musician. She's got the food. She's got the Duchess golden glitter ready to go. Everybody's praising Brooke. She's, oh, yeah. They're yep. just beside themselves with praise. And here comes the queen who, or the Duchess, very happy with the evening. And here's where Brooke throws in her little surprise. Who should appear are a bunch of street river dancers. <laughs> Well, that was the third. So apparently Americans know three things about Ireland, right? <laughs> Whiskey, yep. castles, and river, river dancing. Dance. <laughs> because that's that's what we got. It's a big hit. The queen or the duchess goes off dancing with her friend and Brooke is finally ready to reveal herself. But before she can. I'm Brooke Bennett. Her name is Brooke Bennett. She's been lying to us. This is the real Paige Monaghan. Work as a waitress she fired two weeks ago. This is true. Yeah. I trusted you. I shared things. I know. I know, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You needed help with the gala, and I, um, I knew if you knew who I really was, you wouldn't have hired us, so I, I went along with it, but I've, I've wanted to tell you, I, I promise I was desperate to tell you, I was trying to tell you, I swear. It was my fault, not her, she had nothing to do with it. I'm so sorry. You could have told me. Aiden. You. Give me one reason I shouldn't have both of you thrown in jail. These young ladies are among the finest I've ever met. 
regardless of what their names are. You breathe one word of this and I'll make sure you never work in this part of the world again. How's that for one? That's right, Duchess Griselda, or whatever her name is. Griselda. <laughs> Paige Monahan. You go right. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the pettiness of hearing that somebody's using your name, not knowing who it is? And then, yeah, and getting... then flying all the way to Ireland. <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous. I also love how in this movie, um, Carrie Gold. They, oh, yeah. The, great. the, the yeah. Irish butter commercial where there was like a pop quiz. Yeah. <laughs> No, and I didn't even get you until the answer. And then it was I'm like, wait a minute, there was a contest. <laughs> something that feels about, about right for this movie. Something about like the fat content of the. <laughs> Which I have to say, Carrie, Old, Carrie Goldbutter is very good. Oh, sure. It's so good. Alas. Alas. Brooke and Margot have packed their bags and are about to head out. I must have been pretty drunk by then. And Margot says, are you sure? If we leave now, you'll never know if your fairy tale oh. turns out. <laughs> And then Brooke appears in the chapel where Aiden forgives her, of course. Because she's so wise and wonderful and he's never met anyone right. like her. And then Duchess Griselda <laughs> calls Margot or Brooke or someone and says, I've got a surprise for you. Oh Meet us there. Lord. Yeah. And miraculously, by just knowing the last name and a translated word in a locket, <laughs> she's found Brooke and Margot's long lost Irish family, including bartender O'Reilly, <laughs> who's now their aunt. They all embrace and the world is happy again. Except for me <laughs> and you. We're unhappy. We just wasted two hours how, of our lives. How many CGI snowflakes <laughs> would you give this movie? Oh, God. Oh, it gets a thousand CGI snowflakes. <laughs> and CGI wreaths, CGI oh, trees. Oh, my Lord. There must, have been, there must have been some claws in using these quote unquote castle locations that they couldn't hang lights which I guess makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think you. But would. they didn't. They didn't do any justice by. They could have no. just embraced the natural beauty right, of the environment, right? Because it's the most beautiful place in the world. Instead of polka yeah. dot Christmas lights <laughs> on top of all the castles. <laughs> um, snowflake rating. I, I'm going to try to be more serious. Um, one to five. I'm going to give it a one. I mean, it was. That's what I'm giving it. Yeah, I mean, the the the, the things I liked about the movie were. Her dress at the ball, at the gala, and the de decorations at the gala. That's really right. it. <laughs> and the very few real Irish locations right. looked very some idyllic. Of the, some of the streets looked really nice. Yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> that was brutal. How do we even go on from there? I don't know. But at the end of the day, this movie really should have been Christmas at Castle Fart. <laughs> Next up on our supersized episode of Home for Hallmark. So going back to my comment earlier that I watch these movies in, in a certain order, certain order so yep. that when you and I started talking about this film before we started our recording, I was like, well, the acting in this one was pretty good. And you're like, what? And this is the one I watched first. I, I watched them in order from Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Oh, okay. So you actually watched them in order. I had to record. But um, so compared to Castle Heart... The acting in this movie was pretty good. I actually really liked um, the actress who played the female lead. Why am I so bad at remembering these names? Kimberly Suth. What was her character name though? Oh, um, Mary Lee. 
Merrily. Okay. So I actually really liked her. I felt like she was really, she was believable. Um, for, I mean, I mean, the, the, the whole storyline is a little bit weird, but then it, it's again, good. it's a, it's a sequel, right? Right. Which so, we learned about after the so, fact. Right. So it helped when they were reintroduced to one another. Yeah. That there was this weird sort of energy. Uh, how's your cat? <laughs> like what grown adult is rekindling with an ex? But knowing that it's the, the first movie was, you know, the nine lives of Christmas. Well, and my favorite characters in the f movie were the cats. We Am have Ambrose and Duchess, Duchess. And they're clearly my favorites. So Zach, played by Brandon Routh, is going to Aspen with the boys for Christmas for the third year. Because he has to change it up. Change it up. Yeah. Uh, Mary Lee, she's a veterinarian in South Beach. <laughs> She's uprooted herself oh. from Oregon. Um, and is dating Miles. Miles. Who is hot. As her lover. Business partner. Business partner. Lover. Business now, there was affiliate. a steamy kiss in their there was vet a good clinic. One. Yeah, yeah. Before it, I was like, oh, what the hell's happening at Hallmark? Duchess, yes. Duchess, her cat is just uh, the prized possession, which it was a beautiful cat. <laughs> well, it was, that was a beautiful cat. At the cat. beginning, remember in the beginning there in the vet clinic, and he's like, I have a gift for your trip. It's all so cute and exciting. And he pulls out a fucking cat toy. <laughs> Yeah. I knew this movie was shit right there. Marilee has arrived home with Duchess. The meet cute. Again, apparently people walk backwards more so than they walk <laughs> the right way. I know I do. Marilee and uh, Zach bump into each other. Zach's dressed up like an elf. <laughs> and again, they have a dress code though. He's not a elf dress code. Right. They haven't seen each other in five years. And the first thing they ask is, how's Ambrose? How's Queenie? Oh, oh, she died. And, uh, you know, he's heartbroken that her cat died. <laughs> and all right, got to go. So, yes, we're introduced to the whole um, fire chief family, Sam, Harriet, and Gabby. Mm -hmm. Gabby works at the fire station. She's, She's a rookie. the rookie. Yep, yep. Um, the next morning, Zach's ready to go off to Aspen. And what should he stumble upon is a box of nine... Kittens. Feral kittens. Well, Molly, don't even mention the word feral because- <laughs> You're going to piss off the crazy cat ladies. I already did. <gasps> I did. How did you I, do that? I thought I was just being joke, jokey. Jokey McJokerson? And I, I commented on somebody's Facebook or Instagram post that these actors better have been paid well because those were some feral kittens. <laughs> Meow. I hope there was a scratch clause in their contracts. <laughs> and our good pal, Georgine underscore Lalone- subsequently blocked us for no reason. Oh no, Bradley. Said, at home for Hallmark, they were not feral, exclamation, exclamation. <laughs> they were normal kittens thrown in the midst of a ton of people in commotion. I did cat rescue for 27 years. Those kittens did very well in the midst of a scary situation for them. Also, nail clippers solve your fear of them being <laughs> scratched. You have no idea of what you are talking about. And obviously you're not a cat person because you know nothing. <laughs> Never felt so happy to trigger someone. <laughs> I want to also point out that I put like three laughy emojis. It was clearly a joke. Well, she doesn't respect the laugh emoji. No. It's not. We were blocked. <laughs> so, so sorry, Georgine Lalone for offending we you. We apologize and your deeply cat rescue work. to you and your cats. Yes. All but those, kit, those cat kittens, I mean, the actors were chasing after them left and right. Yeah, but they were the best part of the whole movie. Yeah. They I were mean, wonderful. They kept flopping out of the box. Oh, they were yeah. going through the holes. Oh, yeah. But Zach, as the cat lover that he is, now going to cancel his trip to Aspen to deal with these kittens. Again, we learn Miles isn't coming because the record system suddenly crashed. He has, account he has an accounting emergency. And, and Mary Lee says, that's it. I'm not taking any compromise. 
So yeah, that, they just break up. R- right on right, the spot. Right on the spot. Zach runs into Mary Lee on the street with a box of kittens saying, oh, I'm going to Dr. Rob- Dr. Bob's. Oh, well, didn't you remember Dr. Bob retired last year? When Mary Lee says, hello, I'm, I'm a, a vet. vet. And they end up back at uh, her sister's house. Zach and Mary Lee decide, well, let's do a little kitty cat photo shoot. <laughs> you would have thought that whoever was going to take a kitten was adopting like a full child. There oh, was yeah. a, a yeah. home visit. There mm-hmm. was a paperwork. I mean. But that's the re- that's real. Have you, have you tried to adopt, adopt a pet recently? But it's no joke. Sure. From a reputable organization. These are abandoned <laughs> kittens that <laughs> have not been put through the system. Uh, Mary Lee doesn't even guarantee microchipping. Well, and she's taking this upon herself. <laughs> she's not a licensed vet in, in Oregon. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but Sam announces he's retiring and Zach needs to consider if he's willing to become the new fire chief. Does he have it? In does him? he have it? Yeah. In him? Can he do it? Is he good enough? Because right now. He's good. And does he want it bad enough? Yeah. Harriet, his wife, with the news of a uh with the news of him retiring, says, I want two of those kittens, which <laughs> Sierra, Jackie's daughter, has named after uh, Santa's reindeer. Mm-hmm. I love that all weekend, the the product placement, there was a solid product placement. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. one was do a dollop, do do a dollop of Daisy <laughs> with that sour cream and blueberry. It looks so. It looks so good. I but they it. made sure that mm-hmm. can of that uh, right container of sour oh, cream yeah. was right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yummy. Gabby, the sister, is or the Gabby, the daughter, is trying to decide what Sam, the fire chief, should get as a retirement present. Should <laughs> this be, was your favorite part. Should it be a memorial bench? Should it be a, ba- a, a set of golf clubs? What about a scooter? I was th- I was thinking like a razor scooter, by the way, like a little <laughs> wee. Um, when the light bulb goes on, what about that abandoned <laughs> old hug of junk, old fire rig that's been sitting in the warehouse oh. that needs to be fully restored? Yeah, and I've done a little uh, engine work, well, but I've never done body work. She's, I mean, it's really funny. She was saying I've done this and I've done that, right? But I've never done body work. So the firefighters of Jamestown, Oregon. <laughs> Their focus this holiday season is restoring a fire truck and adopting nine kittens. Thank you, taxpayers. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, and the charity wrapping party, of course, that they had to have, where (laughs) Paul Campbell made a, we've seen these quite a bit now, these These little Hallmark eggnog cameos, eggnog cameos, (laughs) these (laughs) Easter egg (laughs) cameos. Easter eggnog. Yeah, Easter eggnog. (laughs) So where where are they going to get the cats adopted? Well, they do. Several things. Well, my least favorite was the cat cafe. Well, that was the only thing that they did because everything else was too dangerous because they wanted to, you know, sell them on the side of the freeway or at the, <laughs> the skating rink park. Everything was right. too, too dangerous. Right, right, right. Zach has a real uh, cat lady moment here when he announces to everyone that at the cat cafe, I tell my cat everything. <laughs> what I spend in cat food, I save in therapy. <laughs> They've got all the cats accounted for at the end of the night, except, of course, Rudolph. When they're scrambling around the, the cafe, I loved how Lee was looking in the pastry uh, display. <laughs> in the clear pastry display, that's the cat. clearly where the cat was going to go first. <laughs> so they've gotten rid of most of the kittens at this point. They've parsed them out to people. They decided that they're going to go hang out at the church, at the church choir, to see if maybe somebody wants them. And lo and behold, here comes a church member participant says, oh, I'll take all three. I've got a cat. Rescue <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah. Georgine. 
Lalone. Georgine. Georgine Lalone has a cat sanctuary, takes all three of the kittens. Okay, great. Well, I guess our work here is done. I can go back home and we can be done with this. Uh, the fire truck in literally a span of days is yep. fully restored. Fully restored. Um, the paint wouldn't have even dried in that time. Yeah. In the middle of winter. Yeah. yeah. No. Zach is feeling tingly down below. So <laughs> he calls for a late night brainstorming session. You're so bad. Meet at, he wants to meet at the firehouse station. <laughs> fire station. And in the course of one hour between being at the tree decorating and the fire station, he went to Kinko's and got and a full size full banner. size banner printed. A nine foot banner. Yeah. Oh, I know, I know a guy. <laughs> and Marilee, then she's got the tingles. Oh yeah, and she goes There's in. Double tink- she goes in for a very impulsive, mm-hmm. compassionate, steamy kiss. Oh yes, yes. And he doesn't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he kind of just stood there with his arms. <laughs> arm straight at the side. <laughs> so now it's the benefit for the Jamestown Children's Hospital mm-hmm. where they're trying to create a, a room. They raised $12,000. A game room. Did you read the check? Yeah, $12,830 yeah. <laughs> for the game room. The evening yeah. starts out well. Yeah. And they're dancing and he's about to talk about what a jerk he was for letting her go to Miami. And then... Miles arrives. <gasps> Miles. What are you doing here? I was like, well, what do you expect? You've been with this guy for two years and two days ago, you were just like, bye. <laughs> You're surprised that he showed up. He he already had a plane ticket. You have a business together. Right. Yeah. And so Zach sees this interaction and Marilee has not told him about this relationship that she just ended while she was back home in Jamestown. Zach storms off. and To go talk to his cat. No, this was the most ridiculous scene in the movie, <laughs> but it was absolutely absurd. The, the cat scene is unbelievable because- it's basically phone calls between the cats, right? Well, Duchess the cat goes into her purse and yeah. somehow throws the phone, phone at her. And then Ambrose somehow <laughs> answers the phone. Yes. And they, they, they come together. Yes. So now they're just traveling around with loose cats. So many cats. Yeah. He shows up uh, to do a final home check. He says, oh, I, I know somebody that wants, wants Rudolph. Yeah. It's Christmas. He's experienced with yeah. cats and everything. Yeah. Sierra, Sierra got her two kittens and, and Rudolph is left. Yeah. And come on, Marilee, we got to we gotta go do a home check on Christmas morning. And Rudolph is by far the cutest. Yeah, he was, of yes, course. for sure. Just tr- traveling with loose leaf cats. Again, she's a veterinarian <laughs> and she's just got it in her, no in her ca- coat, no cat carrier. <laughs> and she decides that she's now she's moving back. She's going to be bought out by Miles. Miles has taken over the Miami office and she's going to take the vacant space. She's already got the papers. Mm-hmm. They arrive at a house. Paw prints on the, uh, on the mailbox. <laughs> and this is uh, Zach's new home that's currently being remodeled. Uh, yes. And he asks her if she will adopt Rudolph with him. And this is something new. Mm-hmm. There was a proposal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that this I've not like seen a, that before. A, ter- a, a real on, on, on the, the knee. knee. Yeah. He screwed up last time by not jumping at the chance. The ring was awful. It was so bad. He got that. He's like, what is that? He got that at Sears for like three. <laughs> it was like the three ninety nine. <laughs> you know, Black like Black Friday special. Point seven eighth carrots, like diamond shaves. <laughs> He's just become chief. He's remodeling, okay? He can't afford it. Yeah, it's expensive. Love on a dime. (laughs) But I will say they had another good kiss at the end. Yeah, yeah, the kisses were good. Quality, quality kisses. How many snowflakes on this one? Well, you know, I gave the last one one, so I'm going to have to give this one two. 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 Two, Okay. Yeah. Well, we're in agreement. Okay. Sweet. That has never happened. What have we ever agreed on before? Not much. (laughs) Not much. We got one more to do. I know. And this one is perfect.
I guess she's back. Oh, hello. Yeah. Well, hello. Hi, Charmy. Hi, it's Charmy Holly Bunches of Oats here. I'm calling from Largo, Florida. Ooh. You're con- wow. intercontinental. <laughs> oh, the last yeah. time we heard from you, you were, we thought, at the bottom of the ocean in yeah. Newport Beach. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I dug myself out of there, and now I'm here in Largo. Wow, mm. don't get sunburned. You sound a little like you might be in Minnesota. <laughs> Just here finishing up my Thanksgiving leftovers. I came out of my Thanksgiving coma. Now I'm putting all my Christmas decorations up to get in the holiday spirit. Oh, Charmy, what did you do for Thanksgiving? Oh, well, you know, I cooked a turkey, but I accidentally burnt it because I don't know how to cook. (laughs) You know, (laughs) ate all the fixins, but they didn't taste very good. So we got deli meat. Well, there you go. The problem solved. But now it's Christmas, so I'm getting in the Christmas spirit, which you two know all about. We do. So spirited up in here. Um, So you got some decorations you're putting up? Oh, I do. You know, my favorite, There's there are these two reindeer, and somebody told me that it would be cute if they hugged. So one of the reindeer's front legs are over the back of the standing reindeer. And, you know, a lot of people have stopped to take pictures. Oh, I'm sure they have. They must love it. (laughs) They must love it so much. And, you know, I also decorated my mature palm trees with lights. And a lot of people seem to like that, too. The base has red lights and the branches have have uh, green. And it kind of looks like a firework shooting out at the top. And it's just so pretty all lit up. Well, you know best about fireworks. <laughs> Yes. Up, up close oh, yeah. and personal. Oh, I just love firework. May have gone a little overboard with the inflatable characters. There's about 234 here, oh. but I just love them. Which one's your favorite? Well, I have a reindeer driving a steamroller that I got on sale last year. <laughs> I'm not sure why he's driving a steamroller. There's a, a flat old lady underneath it. <laughs> Grandma, I like that one. <laughs> Grandma got run over by a steamroller. <laughs> Yeah, I like this song, you know, and I have a a Santa in a hot tub, but I can't look at that because it makes me blush. And and then I have a a giant thumb (laughs) shaped like a Christmas tree. A giant thumb shaped like a Christmas tree. Um, Yeah, well, that one was on sale. So I I bet it was. (laughs) (laughs) What other festive things do you have planned? Oh, you know, I just love Christmas music. So I've been playing Christmas music all weekend long. Oh, 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 look at some carolers. Oh, that's amazing for Florida. What are they singing? There's, there's some carolers here. Good King Wenceslas, Wenceslasus. <laughs> it doesn't sound, like they know the, it doesn't sound like they know the words. That's about Wenceslas. Right. <laughs> oh, he was a good king. Well, I think it's time to turn on the lights. Oh, I can't wait. Wait, wait Charmy, no. In is the that, rain? Is that rain that... That's not All right, idea. are you ready? No, 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 no Charmy, you no. You really shouldn't. Five, no. No. four, Charmy, it's wet. three, two, she here can't. I go. Oh, One. No. Oh, no. Oh, oh, oh Charmy. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, Charmy. Bye-bye. It's not like we can't say we didn't warn her. Like every time? She's the reason we have warning labels, so I don't feel bad. Caution. Caution. So, Molly, do you like the sweater I'm wearing? It's very suave. I, I mean, well, very fancy. I had to. I had to wear it for this segment. 
<laughs> I hear there's some kind of a sweater fan club. It's a sweater weather. <laughs> sweater weather. <laughs> oh yeah, the sweaters. I, I want to know. I want to know that costumer. I want to know where those sweaters came from. Well, and did you know that he was he would strategically tuck the front of the sweater into his pants? He was very. very he was very trendy. Very styling. He was. What are we talking about? We are talking about an unexpected Christmas, and I've got to tell you, we saved the best for last. The best. <laughs> the, very, the very best. So good. And I watched them in this order. I watched them in Christmas at Castle Heart, um, Nine Kittens of Christmas, and then this one. So it, the bar had been set low and was gradually raised, and I was not disappointed. At all. At all. A plus. <laughs> well, let's talk about it. For sure. For sure. Who, who are our characters, Bradley? We've got Jamie, played by Tyler Hines. Hashtag oh. his heinies. <laughs> and he had a real Nathan Fillion kind of vibe for me. He he was good. Oh. He was good. And Bethany Joy Lenz played Emily. Mm -hmm. This she was great. movie sponsored by Balsam Hill. Balsam Hill. Ooh. That's why they had so many great Christmas trees. Yeah. Everywhere. All the decorations. All the decorations. And the decorations were beautiful. Yes. Very beautiful. Um, so Emily is a big marketing campaigner, a big- uh, Creative director. Creative director. Marketing firm in Chicago, right? Yep. They're both yep. in Chicago. Mm -hmm. um, I loved when the opening scene in his apartment, and we don't know that it's a bachelor pad yet, but until he gets the cup out of the cupboard and the then e. he, he turns the E around. Yeah. Very unbachelor patty though. No. It was very- Well, they hadn't been broken up for too long. Yeah, it was a couple months. Emily is a creative director for a marketing company. She is packing to go away to Hawaii to lay on the beach. Uh, must Sounds be nice. nice. For a couple of weeks. Um, I love that when her coworker was like, well, maybe you should pack something in case you meet someone. <laughs> and right off the bat, this is how I knew the tone was gonna be good. When she says, the only date that I'm gonna have is one that's wrapped in bacon. <laughs> That's what I call a vacation. There you go. <laughs> Jamie, Tyler Hines, uh, he is a speechwriter, works for the current governor of Illinois. Mm -hmm. For re-election re -election. campaign. Uh -huh. Which timing wise would make absolutely zero <laughs> sense. It's a, not big campaigns, not big around the holidays. A governor's office, a governor's office race would not be that chaotic um, the December before a, an election year. Anyway, he's been hired um, to write a big, relatable, warm and fuzzy, approachable. Human. Human. Yeah, approachable, yeah. He's headed, headed home. I love that, by the way, the entire office for her um, campaign is still working, but he's gotten on the train to head to Fulton, Illinois. Well, Emily's character then gets a last minute assignment to go to Fulton, Illinois, where she has been hired by the planning division uh, of the planning commission of the city for a new tourism, which again, by the way, that would never be the role of a planning commission. <laughs> you would know, you would know. Absolutely not. <laughs> they bump into each other at the train station and uh, <laughs> Jamie's sister, Becca, is picking him up. And oh, you didn't tell us that you were bringing Emily home. Well, he had no idea that she was headed to Fulton. And he has not told his family that they broke up. So <gasps> Two and a half line number ago. one. They do have right off the bat, Great, great chemistry. Oh, very good. Like very spot good. on. I mean, all the whole ensemble yeah. is is very, very natural feeling. Mm -hmm. They make it back to the house where they're met by Tom and Diane, the two very neurotic, appropriately neurotic for a Christmas movie mm -hmm. parent duo um, who are so excited to see Emily, who then immediately says, oh, I, I can't stay. I have to go to a meeting 
on a Saturday at a coffee shop. <laughs> uh, Diane. Oh no, you've got to save for some cookies. You know, of course, <laughs> of course, of course. Um, so the, I love that scene when she says, mm, Jamie, I need to see you in the kitchen. And he walks in with this giant ass cookie. She slaps it right out of his hand. <laughs> Why don't your parents know that I'm here? Here comes Diane with the plates for the plates of hot chocolate. <laughs> he sneaks Emily out of the house. He's going to take her to the local inn under somebody else's reservations. Mm -hmm. So he drops her off. He gets in the car. I really liked that scene as well. This sort of, how do I tell my parents? He's rehearsing mm -hmm. with himself and it yep. was sort of funny. It was sort of sad. It was sort of melancholy. Yeah. And then she calls and says, well, how far did you get? She wasn't able to check into the, the inn. So now she's got to go back and stay, stay the night at his parents' house. On a janky sleepaway. On a janky sleep, <laughs> sleep away. Well, she, he offer, he genu generously offers to let her have his old uh, high school bedroom, which mm -hmm. was like an office suite. Um, yeah, and huge. very feminine. <laughs> well, he had all those very feminine. He had all those pictures of like Edgar Allan Poe and William Shakespeare. He was mm -hmm. a real English nerd. He's a real. He was emo before emo was thing. I loved when he was giving her the room. He said, "Oh, and by the way, there's a couple of copies of The New Yorker under the bed." <laughs> You know, so Hallmark. Yeah, I'm sure. So Hallmark. Yes. Um, he goes downstairs to the basement. <laughs> Loved those uh, flannel PJs. Oh, so yes. So good. And then he uh, zonks out on a, <laughs> a sleeping pill. Sleeping pill. Uh, next morning, Emily's trying to sneak out of the house again. But of course, the entire family is uh, already up and at him making a full pancake breakfast. Mm -hmm. I will say for a movie sponsored by Balsam Hill, I don't know that I would have uh, had that Christmas tree fall over. Well, uh, very bad. Gives me a little that bit of, <laughs> a little bit of worry mm -hmm. because it's not like anybody bumped into it or mm -hmm. she was opening the back door 15 feet away. So the stability yeah. of Balsam Hill, I was a little <laughs> bit worried. So Becca, Jamie's sister mm -hmm. is the director of the Christmas pageant. <laughs> And in a really nice scene between the two of them, you know, him asking about her personal life, which by the way, she has what appears to be an Asian son. Mm -hmm. So prior to this moment, I was thinking, okay, she's a single mom, a husband that was of Asian descent. Right. We find out she's a lesbian. Mm -hmm. In a very natural, normal, non-issue. Not forced. Right. Not, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I love a lady once. I haven't met anybody. So a few like awkward bump-ins sort of happened between... Jamie and Emily and finally Becca draws him to her she shed and demands to know what what's going on. And he, of course, spills the beans to his older sister. Mm -hmm. But I will say it was also a nice touch because it was, you know, the fact that Jamie is able to self-identify sort of some of this masculine fragility. Yeah, male fragility. Male. I mean, and it's it's real. Like those are real emotions, right? Yeah. It's like, and so he's struggling with the fact that he knows that's not her okay, fault. Okay, it's not her fault, but it's he. It's a still a struggle for him, right? And he felt it. it everything felt off in the relationship, so I, it was very realistic to me. Um. So now the family's sort of nudging, right? These these awkward interactions have gotten to a point where now the parents are speculating mm -hmm. that maybe they're going to get engaged, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, Becca makes some offhanded comment that you know, if you're not going to marry her, then I guess <laughs> I'm going to have to marry her because we're keeping this girl in the family. <laughs> this scene is the dynamic between the two of them. This is when they go to the famous jazz bar where Al Capone, Al Capone yeah. uh, famously hosted <laughs> celebrities and caused all sorts of ruckus. Christmas parties there, yeah. Loved it. <laughs> Loved it. And a special cameo. Oh. Thank you. Thanks. 
You want me to take one for the lovely couple? Oh, no, we're not together. Thanks. Ah, my apologies. Just pretending to be. Uh, she's kidding. We're a couple. I'm not kidding. We're a couple of frauds. I mean, we used to be together until this guy decided to pull a ripcord. Right. I really wish I hadn't stepped out of a meeting to take that call. <laughs> I found out that his family doesn't know that we're not together. And so now I am staying with them until Christmas in exchange for the governor of Illinois. <laughs> Well, we've all been there, <laughs> right? Thank you so much. If I had a dollar for every time. Right. <laughs> I, I think it's just the dialogue. You know, I think it had to have been a combination of scripting, scripted writing mm-hmm. and sort of these, just this natural banter that the two of them had. Well, yeah, I mean, the whole the whole script is very natural feeling. It's, a, it's, it's, not, it's not a typical Hallmark script where you, you feel like you know what they're going to say next mm-hmm. because it is very natural and surprising. Right. This is just yeah. like a... Good Christmas movie. Really good Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, I also really liked the idea of mm-hmm. the water fountain. Yeah. And that whole concept. Yeah. I could see it really actually working in mm-hmm. like a small town. Yeah. Um, and then they had that cute dance and the, the infamous white sweater. Well, yeah. That's the white sweater. <laughs> white sweater. White um, sweater scene. The next day, Becca has now blackmailed them because the <laughs> Christmas unicorn has oh, dropped out yes. and... Um, She's threatening to, she actually picks up the phone and calls their mom and says, oh, Jamie has something to tell you. That's how serious she is. Like you are going to be in this for she five minutes. such a big sister. Yeah. I mean, it was great. Such a big sister. So it's the day of the Christmas pageant. Mm. Um, and what a pageant it is. Of course. Of yeah. course, things have to run amok. Amok, amok. Um, Nothing caught on fire. No. Things fell. Things, I, there were some confetti guns that misfired. Yeah. But yeah. And a, again, a giant unicorn <laughs> and a traditional Christmas pageant. Which made no sense. Which made it all the more uh, enjoyable. Charming, yeah, it was charming. Then now we're back in the, the she shed. Yes. Where Jamie is- confessional. <laughs> Jamie's the wrapped up in like 12 Sitting blankets, in the dark. Drinking wine from the bottle. Because Emily's gone back to the, has gone to the hotel now, right? Yeah. Yeah, at this point. Because the family- because they found out. The whole family mm-hmm. found out about the lies. Mm-hmm. And again, I the sweaters- so many sweaters. So many sweaters. You could, so you could have a Hallmark sweater line. Yes. Just with should. those sweaters. They should. I'd buy them. Mm-hmm. So Emily is on her way back. Yep. She's, She's going to catch a train. Catch She's back a train. to Chicago. And it's oper- and maybe even to the British Virgin Islands, right? Or was it? Well, that's the whole issue. The drama right. there was during the Christmas pageant, Jamie overheard her potentially accepting a job for a few months in the Cayman Islands. Right, right, Cayman Islands, yeah. And flirting, he thought flirting with the cameraman. The cameraman. And he got jelly. Jelly. So jelly. So now it's Operation Go Get Emily. (laughs) Which is so cute. It was cute and it was very reminiscent to like a Home Alone. Right, right? Sleepless in Seattle where Uh, the whole family goes. mm -hmm. Yeah, it was really cute. I'm sorry, while you were sleeping, not sleeping. While you were sleeping, (laughs) yes. Well, and so it's supposed to be the morning of the big uh, Christmas speech Jamie has written based off of all of the trials and tribulations he's gone through this week with Emily, a a very moving, relatable speech for the governor. Mm -hmm. And then she cancels because her daughter had an asthma attack. As one might on Christmas morning, Emily went to the train station and they had a great uh, reconnection. And a beautiful kiss in the train All the family. Circles around them and hugs them. I mean, it was- The end. And you were, but you were rooting for them. It's not like, I mean, I, it's not like the other movies that we watched that were, I was really rooting for them, which was great. It was refreshing. Loved it. Loved it. Thank you. Hallmark, finally. Yay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Hallmark. (laughs) Okay, Snowflakes. Five. Yeah. I'm giving it five. I would watch this. Well, and I have- I'd watch it. I have to say. Over and over. My bet this season was 
Santa Stakeout was the one to mm -hmm, beat. Mm -hmm. But where I can uh, go ahead and give it a five snowflake rating mm -hmm. is that Paul Campbell, who starred in Santa Stakeout, wrote An Unexpected Christmas. Uh, that makes so much sense. So five snowflakes. Five snowflakes. Yay. We have we have perfect, perfect score. Perfect score on this movie. Who would have thought? We had the same score for this entire episode. Oh my gosh. One, we two, did. five. We do. <laughs> What is happening? I'm sorry. Know. I've got to go. <laughs> <laughs> this is too, we're too synced up. Thank you, Hallmark. Up. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Heinies, <laughs> Bethany Joy Lenses, all of the, all of the people. It was beautiful. Thank you. Next. <laughs> Oh, Molly, I'm exhausted. Ugh. That was a supersized, a supersized episode. Um, yeah. I mean, the whole weekend, like I'm excited to go back to work to, to get back to uh, go back to normal. <laughs> yeah. The whole weekend. How that's, I actually watched more movies than you did. I actually watched part of, um, making spirits bright and, um, I tried to go back and find the nine lives of Christmas. So I ended up watching bits of other, other movies to find the first movie from that. So well, that's I watched a lot. That of is showing your growing commitment <laughs> to this podcast and to this cause. <laughs> well, such as it is. Yeah, I can't. I can't go on anymore. No. I got. I got to take the sweater off. It's itchy. <laughs> so thank you so much. Um, email us at homeforhallmark at gmail .com. Make sure to like us and follow us on Instagram at homeforhallmark. And if you like us, please leave us a review. Please. Or just a, a rating. Something. At least let us know you, you're you, there. You're listening. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Same time, same place. Thank you. Goodbye.